1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome into a Jack Ramsey's After Dark. Danny Murray here following the Putin Trailblazers win over the Golden State Warriors Wednesday night. Uh, a 125-122 game that was honestly one of the most fun games of the season. I didn't get to watch the first quarter because Josh Hart was traded at tip-off. Uh, we'll dive into the game uh, maybe here in a second. Uh, but the, obviously the, the big news originally was Josh Hart being traded uh, about 10 minutes before tip-off. Uh, obviously, Kevin Durant has since been traded by the uh, Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns for Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four unprotected first-round picks, huevos grandes, uh, from the Suns' new owner, Matt Ishbia. There is uh, a lot to talk about. Let's talk about the Portland side of things. You know what, let's look at the game out of the way real quick uh we'll do a, a quick recap here 122 125 122 Portland in commit 21 turnovers hit eight threes and for the most part controlled the golden state warriors the entire game which is absolutely insane um that's all i gotta say <laughs> now i'm just trolling um fun game great game doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things uh, I mean, it does. Uh, getting a good win uh, on a night before the trade deadline is certainly not a bad thing. But uh, the transaction of the night, the, the Portland Trailblazers trade Josh Hart to the New York Knicks for Cam Reddish, a protected first-round pick, uh, the 2023 pick of the New York Knicks. That is important. Uh, is also uh, to make the salary filler, Ryan uh, Archie Archidiakono uh, and Svee Mihalik, um, also to make the salary work. The the insanity of tonight has been been nuts um i got a note probably about 10 minutes before the trade went through that josh was going to new york and it was cam reddish but the what i was told was there's something else there's something else there's something else and and uh i had been told multiple times that uh isaiah hartenstein if he was moved was going to be moved to another team and I was like, well, maybe that changed. Um, when it became a first-round pick, my eyes kind of lit up because that was reported as Cam Reddish in a first-round pick. Um, then it was like, well, there has to be a third team involved because the salary – because then, then it was reported that uh, Savi Mihalik was also in it. And I'm like, that's still not enough. That doesn't get them there. Uh, and then Archie Diacono was added as well. And I was like, well, that gets them there. <laughs> Um, this is a move that I I tweeted about it earlier. Just my one, when the, when I was like, wow, okay, this is, this is, this is an interesting deal, um, is locally. And it's even in the comments right now, people are losing their collective minds. Don't judge this stuff until noon. If they if this is all that they do, they got worse as a basketball team on paper. I'll kill them. I'll kill them here. I'll kill them on the radio. I'll, I'll go on to, Oh, I will absolutely bludgeon them, but I'm waiting till noon. Like that's, that's how you have to evaluate this stuff. Um, beyond that, they got a first round pick for Josh Hart, which I told was not happening in this market. I told that was unequivocally not happening in this market. Um, especially with the way people were talking about certain deals. Um, And for everybody who's like, well, I thought they were getting Vando, I thought they were getting Vando, I thought they were getting Vando. Danny Ainge, I've said this a thousand times, made a deal with the devil and he got his first round pick. And for everybody who's like, oh, the Lakers fleece the Jazz. Look, man, Malik Beasley's nuts. (laughs) D'Angelo Russell is not. Like, they didn't get a lot for D'Angelo Russell evaluate how things went. That's how, that's how those other guys reviewed around the league. And as it pertains to Vando, he was a guy that was available and for a contract and two second round picks. That's the thing. It's people like, well, did they get a first? It's protected. Lowell. Yes. They got a first. I, I'd be willing to bet right now that the Knicks are making the playoffs. Like if you look at where they're sitting at and who's behind them, no, I, I don't think the Knicks are missing the playoffs. Tibbs teams kind of, they, they have a floor. Their ceiling isn't too high, but their floor is, is pretty high. Um, but the value that they got there, I don't think that that's necessarily what they want in the sense of like they're going to hold on to the pick. I think that that's something that they're probably going to use uh, when before the Archie Diakono, Savi Heyluk names were in there. I got notes that the Blazers were looking with working with the third team. And that's why I was like, I think there's some more here. And number one, financially, they had to be further apart or they had to add more to the deal. But also I had multiple people telling me that there was a there's possibly a third team being being looped in on it. Um, that leads me to believe that they're probably looking at either making a big offer by including a pick that allows them to free up their own pick or, or include this pick in another deal. Um, and that allows them to go chasing something else. The Kevin Durant news figures into this pretty heavily because a name that I've heard the Blazers linked to is Jay Crowder, and I believe, uh, I believe it was Woj. Let me go through it real quick because I'm, I want to give credit where credit's due. Um, I believe Woj said that um, Jay Crowder is a is a name that. Um, there it is. The Nets are expected to explore trade scenarios for Jay Crowder ahead of today's 3 p.m. Eastern deadline. Um, and so I, I've heard Portland linked with them before, uh, or linked with Jay before. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not against a move for Jay Crowder, but I'm not for it either. I, I'm, I'm, I'm abstaining from the vote. Let's let's go that way. Um, I don't think that really – like, he's a guy that I would rather see on a team like a Milwaukee or uh, a Philadelphia, a team It's like, okay, it's the last piece before your title. That's that's the kind of way that I look at that. Um, but there's also Royce O'Neill in Brooklyn. Obviously the big swing, and I've seen everybody ask about it in the chat, uh, Mikhail Bridges. I I don't know if Portland has the appetite for that move right now. I'd be interested to see what, where they evaluate where they are, or they got this pick in anticipation of this deal happening and hoping that they could be a part of something here. Dorian Finney-Smith could be a guy on the way out there. Like that's there's 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 a lot there, um, and I'm I'm not saying Crowder is the guy that they're going after. It's just a it's a name that I've heard before, and I've seen a lot of people say Cam Johnson, Cam Johnson. I don't think as, as good as Cam is. I really like Cam as a player. I don't think Cam Johnson is a um, is the right guy for them in the sense of he's more of a four. Um, they there's a they still don't have the three. They they don't have that true kind of wing kind of player. Mikhail, McHale's that dude. There do not question that. when, when I waffle and, and waver about three firsts for um for OG and I laugh at that, like I wouldn't like just straight three first if that was possible. Like Mikhail, like that's McHale is worth more than OG to me. Like, that's, that's kind of where I, I fall. Um, but the team, obviously, to watch right now is Brooklyn. It's kind of funny. Coming full circle, all they need to do is add Karis LeVert. Like, if they trade for Karis LeVert, they basically got the band back together. Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, Karis LeVert. You know, Jared Allen's not leaving Cleveland. But um, I don't think this is... I don't I don't think Brooklyn's done. I think Brooklyn is... Definitely trying to figure some stuff out. What do they want to keep? What do they want to go with? How gritty they kind of want to go? um For everybody's like, well, the Blazers could have made an offer for Kevin Durant. They didn't have four unprotected first-round picks: Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder to put in a deal, and then also have Devin Booker, also have DeAndre Ayton, also have Chris Paul. You give up Anthony Simons, Shaden Sharp, all your draft capital. What are you pairing him with? Damian Lillard, Jeremy Grant, and Yusuf Nurkic? Let's let's be real here. I was hoping that if the Blazers were going to make a big swing like this, it would last until the summer. Because perhaps they could adjust some things everywhere else once the picks were conveyed. They could do some things down the road that in this again in the summer, that would be the bigger trade. This is a monumental shift in the Western Conference. If KD can stay again, this is the caveat. If KD can stay healthy. <clears throat> If Chris Paul can stay healthy, a lineup of Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, insert dude here and Deandre Ayton, that's a that's a good team. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to Deandre Ayton lately. Real good. Real real good. Um where do the where do the Blazers go from here? I don't know. I, I don't know what they have up their sleeve, what moves they're trying to do. For all of the, uh, it's over, the West is done. Like You can kind of react how you want to. I'm not going to legislate that. I'm going to laugh at people who go way one way or the other. But I look at this right now, this Suns team is very combustible. It's not Nets combustible, but if this isn't a sure thing. It's dangerous. It's lethal. It's terrifying. There's no doubt about it. They went all in. Matt Ishbia went, "Whoop," put his balls up on the table and said, "Who's going to match these?" I just That's uh It's a pretty good team. But you know, it's uh it's about windows. Chris Paul's window is, it's over after this, man. Like, that was, um, it is kind of what it is in that regard. Um, but turning back to Portland, they have the the extra first, which frees some things up. They have, um, if they want to, if they want to use that first in a different way and attach it to Yusuf Nurkic, um, there were teams that were chasing Jakub Pertl. Does one of those teams that was chasing Jakub Pertl that didn't get him? Do they now maybe look at Yusuf Nurkic as a consolation prize? Like I don't, I well, I I you look at how things are shaping up. It's one of those situations where, again, I come full circle. The idea of evaluating this deadline when it's all done. We've got 12 hours, 12 hours and three minutes, 12 hours and three minutes. And I don't think that's the end of things for the Dame era. I'm seeing that stuff on Twitter and in the comments and it's, did, most people didn't think Kevin Durant was going to shake free. Like I, I talked to players from both teams tonight and both sets of players were like, didn't think that was happening right now. So if you're the Blazers, maybe the option is to just kind of stockpile things and then move some salaries around load for bear for the summer. That's, that's an option. It's one that the Blazers and Joe Conan and Jody Allen and Burkle will get killed for. They will. And probably rightfully so. Because if this is the only move right now, they got worse on the floor. I'm I'm not gonna argue that. Now, there's potential perhaps in Cam Reddish because he's six foot eight and talented, but he's He's busted out in two places, or burned out in two places. Do they get something at him? I don't know. As of right now, go if, if unless they get as that sounds. I don't. Was that a was Okay, never mind. It was mine. My PC was acting weird. Um the OG Ananobi stuff. I, I saw Will just tweet about it. Um the Toronto's talks and OG Ananobi are rolling into the final hours of the trade deadline, which is 12 hours away. Landing of Kevin Durant with the Suns could escalate Ananobi's value. Uh for Western Conference teams pursuing an elite forward to defend Kevin Durant. Ah, yes. The forwards that can defend Kevin Durant. Um those don't exist. So feels a little a, a little uh inflationary there uh for old Woj. but eh, you know it is what it is uh again i still i don't i don't believe three first round picks is og kevin durant got 4 <laughs> just you know we'll we'll find the sweet spot the there've been trades that have been back and th- the value scaling this this trade cycle has kind of been weird um, Rui in three seconds and then there was the rumored price of you know, a couple seconds in a player for Jared Vanderbilt. they end up taking it first, but it looks like it's going one way or the other um it's the value scaling has really kind of been in the eye of the beholder so. It's interesting. I I don't I don't want to bludgeon them. I want them to make another move. But if it comes down to it, I mean, it is what it is, and you can only evaluate it in the process. Um, and I think that the team and the organization knows that. Uh, I haven't looked at the exact financials. I, I saw Bobby Marks had it. I want to say they were. Uh, million under the tax line now good god they just showed the the brooklyn nets draft halls and it's oh they also did get a pick swap so they got 23 25 27 29 and a pick swap in 2028 and they saved 36 million dollars in contracts huh okay Uh, I want to find the notes here on Portland. So they created a $7 million trade exception, and they got $3.2 million below the tax, which is a little bit more wiggle room than the um, $67,012 or something along those lines um, before that area. So that does give them a little bit more wiggle room. Uh, The thing about the Blazers not being done is they have to at least make a transactionary move because they have currently 16 players on the roster, so the the idea of where it sits, uh where the blazers sits or the, where the blazers sit um with that wiggle room and what they can accomplish my my fear here is that if this is on the only move it if it looks like a duck it's you know quacks like a duck flies like a duck it becomes about savings And luxury tax payouts, and you can only say so many times that they're willing to go into the tax, and then not do it, before it's like ownership's got to got to kind of pay up. So again, I'm not gonna kill them for it right now. This this podcast, this this live show is good for a whole twelve hours. Uh, and again, tune into Danny and Dusty noon to three, uh, we'll be live as soon as the trade deadline goes out and we'll probably spend the first hour diving into the trade deadline stuff. Um, the one thing that I don't think the blazers are going to do is go for something here and, and do a, a drastic overpay. And I don't, I don't expect Damian Lillard to ask out. I don't expect anything along those lines. Um, i don't think this changes the vision or accelerates or they were always gonna it was gonna be a process that builds towards this summer the one thing that i have appreciated from the front office is they didn't say that you know we'll have this thing fixed and right and we'll be a championship contender right away they knew it wasn't going to be easy it's not but you still, the same reason I held Neil to the fire for not making moves when moves were available, it'll be interesting to see what moves were out there and what things go for and what they were or weren't willing to give. They did not have the capacity to match Phoenix's offer, nor do they have the capacity to build a title team after giving up what they would need to to get Kevin Durant. Those are Both those things are true. You, you can argue with me until you're blue in the face on that. I love Ant. I love Shaden. They are they are not that package. They aren't. It's very simple. They are not for unprotected first-round picks of the Blazers. They could not match that. So, But these are the kind of things that you look for when you're the organization, is that you do what the Suns did here, which was stockpile and build and hit on the draft, develop for a period of time, and then see what comes next and have the assets necessary to strike. Now that's a good question as far I uh, just saw pop up. What would McHale cost us? It would cost Anthony, or it could cost Shaden depending on which way the nets go. Are they going to go young? That's not like ants old, but who do they believe in more? Like, do they want to take the big swing or do they want to take the guy who has already shown he can do some stuff? But McHale would cost one of those things, or one of those things. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely unquestionable. There's no doubt about that. McHale, is was already a dude, defensive player of the year candidate, all defense, like phenomenal player. And there's people I've talked to around the league, and he's shown it the last two weeks. He's developing into a pick and roll ball handler. Like he's showing, he's doing things that I don't think OG can ever do. He's showing wiggle in in and creation ability, where I don't think OG has that. Oh, to be fair, I I've never seen OG display any of the things that McHale has shown over the last two or three weeks with Chris Paul out of the lineup, Devin Booker out of the lineup. Um, like Bridges is it, like if you if you've followed me for any period of time, I love Mikhail since he was drafted. He's a phenomenal player, phenomenal player. Um. I legitimately think he would be a perfect fit in Portland. There's no doubt about that. Um, now it's up to the Blazers to see what they can do to get. I had somebody ask me on the way home. I got a text. What's what's kind of like your perfect deadline as things look right now? This was after the Kevin Durant trade, and for me, as things currently sit, a a a perfect deadline is finding a way to move Nurk that's not painful, where you can get a viable big back. the Bomba, a Partenstein, uh Nerlens Noel, a Daniel Gafford. Like, I'm not being wildly picky, but I also very much in the vein of, like, give me somebody who can move. Give me somebody who can move. Because you saw tonight against the Warriors... What this team can do, and you saw it on that road trip without Nurkic, what this team can do playing smaller. Now, they got the crap kicked out of them by a much bigger Chicago team. I would like to just get bigger, longer, more athletic. I've been saying this for uh, 2023, eight years now. Bigger, longer, stronger, more athletic, less siloed. Get a rim runner floor stretcher i don't care which side of it is but give me somebody who defensively who can cover ground who is a athletic threat either legitimate floor stretcher or a legitimate rim runner who finishes to change things up give me that on top of I don't know, Justice Winslow and he's, he's going to expire. And I don't think there's a world where they're going to bring him back. So uh, as much as I love justice, but justice and I don't know, there's the, there was second left somewhere, <laughs> but for like a Royce O'Neal, a starting caliber, small Ford, that would be a, a home run for where they sit right now so that they have their assets going into the summer unless there is a offer on the table for a team from a team that has a no doubt difference maker I don't I am not going all in on a question mark for all of the no I'll give ant and picks for OG I will take you and ball you up into a cannon and shoot you into the sun myself I am I am not operating out of desperation I would no 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 no. Do not want that. I don't want moves around the edges as the as the end goal. That's the difference. For everybody who's like, well, this is just a small move right now. The difference is when the big moves came, Neil watched them. I believe that Joe will swing at the pitch. Now, he has to prove me right or wrong. That's still up to him. I believe that when that opportunity does present itself, I believe they will swing. In my conversations with him over the last year, I genuinely believe that he would take a swing. I hope I'm right. That's just been my read on the situation. I don't think that they did a disservice by not landing Kevin Durant tonight. Because they couldn't. They can't match that. That's just the reality. Everybody, well, why didn't you do this? They can't match that. There's been opportunities in the past 10 years, prior for the prior general manager president of basketball operations or opportunities for star players in their prime could have been had and they did not do it because they wouldn't put the offer up i think that if player x some team is going to flame out in the the playoffs something's every year something happens does that guarantee somebody shakes free? No. What if the Celtics somehow fall on their face in the first round? Does a Jalen Brown come free? I doubt it, but who knows? You you just never know that the whole and that's why team building such a pain in the ass. You don't have these opportunities like they, number one they don't come along very often. Number two, you have to have everything ready to have the opportunity to get that guy. And I think that's the position they're in. It's, it's a great point. The, the, the Timberwolves. Looking, look, man, you, you can we can argue until we're blue in the face. Timberwolves and Cavs. Until we're blue in the face about whether or not Jonathan Mitchell is the right move or Rudy Gobert is the right move or wasn't. <laughs> but they anted up when there was an opportunity. For the Wolves, I said it when it happened. I like this move for them because they don't land anybody they've been one of the worst franchises in basketball the worst winning percentage in basketball as a as a franchise that like you know what man getting to the playoffs and maybe winning a round that might be good for you it might be good for you to build some kind of winning culture because you guys have sucked for so long the same with the Cavs, like they have all these assets like well why not add up and go hmm let's see what happens You just take a look at those, and you see which way you want to go. It's just an opportunity. What? Everybody's sitting here talking about OG got traded. I haven't seen anything pop up. Um. Did that just happen? Uh, I don't see anything in here unless my Twitter's broken. So, yeah, I, I, I can't trust anything right now. I'm, I'm literally just trusting my text messages because, um, Twitter's, Twitter picked a hell of a day to, to break. That's for sure. Uh, little thing here, kids. Um, if you're going to get trades being done, uh, if you're watching for something, um, make sure they have the real, um, check mark. <laughs> Turn on your alerts only for the guys that matter. Um, I want to talk about the, the game tonight for real quick because it gives it, it's more of a framing um, mechanism. In that, I think you saw the more again proof of concept for what the Blazers want to do. To, to be more aggressive, they ended up being in a lineup that um, where they switched everything across in the fourth quarter, and that's just something they haven't been able to do. So again, to kind of tie that back to the home run swing or the home run offseason of getting guys or like that make more sense for what they want to do, but not moving all in. I think that's I think that's, the, I that's not even the home run. That's I think that's what I want to see happen. More than anything. Um somebody put something in here like what were the examples of the guys that could have been had for the Blazers or the 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 big trades? Jimmy Butler and Paul George. Are both guys that could have been had. Those are those are both guys that could have, both guys that could have been picked up. So, um, sorry, I just got a note from somebody else, and it's a good thing to point out as far as where the nets stand, as far as leverage. Um, Cam Johnson again, it's a guy that obviously people are talking about, is somebody who's going to want to get paid. Is that a team, is that a guy that the Nets want to keep? Not necessarily for Portland, but it's a the decision they have to make. Dorian Finney-Smith is a starter. Is he now coming off the bench behind Mikhail Bridges? Are they going to start them both and bring Cam Johnson off the bench? They have Jay Crowder. They have Royce O'Neal. Like Can you get guys on the cheap to keep your assets for the summer to figure something out? Because right now, that other star, that other opportunity, isn't available. The only thing that you can do right now is prepare yourself for when that guy comes free. It's the only thing you can do. You can't force that hand. And for everybody who says, well, what's the difference between Joe and Neil? When those opportunities came, he didn't go for it. Now, will Joe? When those opportunities are there, will they go? And that's ultimately what he'll be judged on, at least by me. It's nice to make little moves here or there to round out a roster. Like, that, that's something we are very, very familiar with here in Portland. An impact transaction, the only one that has been made in the last 10 or eight, nine years, eight years since Lamarcus left, the biggest transaction, the, 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 I should say, the two biggest transactions in this franchise's history, or in the uh, last eight years, following Lamarcus leaving, were both done by Joe Cronin. Trading C.J. McCollum and trading for Jeremy Grant. Those were both done by Joe Cronin. Hell, you can have a third one in there, tanking and getting a lottery pick. for everybody's like why why do you believe or why do I think that? Because he's already shown more balls than the last guy. To be very blunt about it. Like I just I don't I can't be mad or frustrated about Anybody, unless the deal comes along, and that's the stupid and the very difficult and hard thing about um, team building, it's fundamentally what it comes down to. Fundamentally, what it comes down to. So, um, quick update on, on stuff in general, like I said. Uh, Dusty and I will have the live show or, or live show, the radio show, uh, noon to three. As soon as the trade deadline hits, we will be going up and we will dive into every last bit of it. Um, I believe the trailblazers are planning to have availability on Friday. Um, I will have, um, uh, Joe Cronin will be either on the radio or on the show here following the deadline in the next couple of days. Is I believe the plan, um, and then like I said, I'm 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 efforting to get Trendon as well, uh, as long as he maintains a, to be a trailblazer. <laughs> he had a nice little fun game tonight, so that's kind of like what's coming up in the immediacy. Um, and this is this is a question I have seen kind of pop up, and you know I, I do want to address it uh, from Connor. Uh, do I believe there's still an avenue for a chip here with Dame? Yes, in the sense of, and again this this is I I am. Putting faith in Joe Cronin, based on our conversations and his actions, that if an opportunity arises, they will at least give him the opportunity to be in the position. That's all I have ever asked, and I, honestly, I, I think that's Dame all, all Dame will ever ask for. Is just a legitimate chance because. Listen, that Western Conference Finals run so fun. So fun. Right? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade that unless you like meant like tearing things down in 2017. But they weren't a contender. They weren't. 2015, before West's Achilles went, that was a to team that was like that's a Western Conference Finals team. And if things go your way, maybe you find yourself in the finals. You may lose. But you you that team was a better team by leaps and bounds. You I want them to get above that twenty fifteen team. That's what I want to see happen. That's what I want to see. Give Damian Lillard a chance with a team better than that 2015 team. I think if they do that, I think I can live with that. As far as, like, they gave him an opportunity. It's a dark horse chance. Because here's the thing. In the last 40 years, in the last 40 years, 14 franchises have won titles. That's it. That's it. Like, it's hard, man. And the Blazers in those 40 years were in the finals twice. And had they not screwed up a fourth quarter, would have been there a third time. So it would have been 15. Because they would have beat the 76ers, let's be real. (laughs) We all know they would have. being honest, how do we ever compete with a Phoenix or a Memphis or a Boston? We just don't. They have way more assets than we do. They didn't. That's the thing. They sucked. The Celtics were a very bad franchise, and then they went through a couple iterations. The Suns, good God, they were a dumpster fire. Memphis? The post-grit and grind Grizzlies were a disaster. Then they got lucky in the lottery and they hit. Sometimes you get the top pick in the lottery and you get Anthony Bennett. Ooh. Like, even if you get at the top, it's not a guarantee. just kind of is what it is. So, um, it is now midnight. <laughs> so thank you guys for being in here. it's, it's been like over six hundred of you in here uh at midnight. I love that you all are absolute psychopaths that want to be here. Um appreciate you love you. Like review subscribe do all of those things. Um, this is another question just came in. Do players want to play with Dame? Yes. Yes. I know multiple star level players that have that want to play with Damian Lillard. Absolutely on Uh, 100, as the kids say, 100. So, um, I am going to crash out. I'm going to post this on the, on the, uh, the podcast. It'll be, it'll be viable for a whole 12 hours. Uh, and then we will do the radio show, uh, noon to three with, uh, with Dusty on 1080 the fan. You can listen on the radio or you can listen, uh, on the Odyssey app. Uh, Brandon and I will have a, uh, a Jack Ramsey's live when I get home. So I think we'll probably go at like four, four thirty, 30, something like that. As soon as I, like, it takes me about an hour to get home from, from, downtown. So, um, and then we'll, we'll dive into everything. And then listen, if, if this is all that there is, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be thrilled. You know, full disclosure, expected more. I still expect more to be totally clear. So we'll see what happens. We, we have we have 12 hours now. 12 hours and 6 minutes. Well, I must have read my watch earlier, wrong earlier. I think I said 12 hours and 3 minutes. Um and then we'll just kind of go from there. So, again, thank you all. I appreciate you for for riding with me. Uh, Again, like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. Uh, we have you covered from noon to 3. And then Brandon and I will cover you guys when we get home. And then we will have the press conference and the game on Friday. uh, And then we will tie it all together uh, when we bring Joe either on the uh, radio or here on the show. So, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. Try to let go until at least the deadline. And then, you know, if they don't get anything else done, um, I'll be mad with you. So, take care. Talk soon. Have a wonderful and wonderful night. And uh, catch you in 12 hours. Mm, Bye.